Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grounded with uh, Brandon and Craig. Uh, sitting across from me, looking at his phone and not paying one bit of attention to me is the great Brandon Chenault. And, of course, I'm Craig. He just showed me a picture of Clint. Welcome on this what do you call this? Balmy, humid, rainy, thick, m- thick Monday morning in yeah. central Ohio. It is, yeah, it, like the temperature's nice, is but it? the humidity oh, wait, it is pretty the nice. Humidity, it's, it's like yeah. 72 or something, but the humidity is terrible. Yeah, but when the humidity is 90, it, it feels you know, right. It's like you're in a swamp. Is, yeah. you know, I walked out of uh, the house this morning and I was like, holy cow. This is thick. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I'm like I'm gonna need a towel. All right. No, I did the same thing. I took Jasper out to the bathroom at like six this morning, and I'm like, ugh, it's yeah. heavy. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. As opposed to um, a few days ago when it got down to what, like in the fifties, it was beautiful in the morning. It yeah. was kind of cool actually. But what? Oh, just I, I'm a big Back to the Future fan, so like you throw in the word heavy around, it's like it reminds me of Back to the Future, where Doc's like, "What's wrong with the world's gra- the Earth's gravitational pull in the future? Why is everything so heavy?" Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> Marty's always like, "Oh, that's heavy. That's heavy." <laughs> good movie, very good. Crazy language, but good movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't remember how much language is in that movie until you, you watch it with watch a ten year old. Yeah, or right? a seven year old. Yeah, eight, whatever he is. Yeah, exactly. He's actually going to be nine Saturday. Really? Saturday's his birthday. Nine years old. Nine years old. That's crazy. Yep, yep. You have a birthday coming up. Do I? Yeah, happy birthday. Thank early. you very much. You're going to be um, 29. Not exactly, but I think this is this is the 47th birthday. Number 47 for me. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I'm so, catching you then. Wow. You are. And you know what's awesome is next year be 46 for me. That's, that's great. <laughs> You're just moving backwards. All right, Benjamin Button. <laughs> oh, how crazy would that be? Right? I mean, how crazy would that be if you wake up like tomorrow morning and you notice a little bit different? It's like, oh, I look a little, a little bit younger. And then like three weeks later, you look, you know, I get, I look in the mirror and I'm, I'm all 20 the, years old. All the grays out of my goatee. Exactly. Exactly. My daughter, did I tell you that? Mm-hmm. My oldest daughter, Jordan, told me that I needed to dye my goatee. And see, you're only what, 37? Yes. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, Wednesday, I'm going to be, the big five, seven, fifty-seven. Ugh. I don't really feel like it. To be honest with you, I mean, I actually do not feel like it at all. I feel like I'm your age, or you know, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. But you know, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not that age anymore. But right. um, but anyway, I um, I sometimes feel my age. Sometimes I feel your age. <laughs> Depends on what I'm doing. I very rarely ever feel my age, right. which is good. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I definitely don't act my age. So I know a lot of. Guys my age who I look at them, I'm like, wow, they seem to be 75 years old. And, um, but I don't know. I'm, maybe I just need to mature a little bit. No, I don't think so. I don't I, know. You're good. You're good. So uh, happy probably, birthday. Thank you very much. Hope you have a, a good birthday. Uh, you know, they're always good. What really tops my birthday off next week? I will take care of it next week for you. You know what I'm talking about? German chocolate cake. German chocolate cake, double icing. Um, unbelievable. Made with love. Oh, okay. <laughs> It actually is. I mean, I, you, you can really uh, tell. It's just, it's, it's a great. Uh, that is, that is the only cake that I make from, um, from scratch. It's a, it's a phenomenal cake. And if, if any of you, I would share a piece with you, but it's very hard for me to do that. <laughs> it is. It's good stuff, though. It is good stuff. I really, uh, I really, uh, I really like it. So I look forward to that every year. Um, it was kicked back. I celebrated my birthday, I think, in October mm-hmm. of last year. So it's my drinks of water aren't as long this time, which is nice. There you go. Between German chocolate cakes. Between so, German chocolate yeah. cakes. But anyway, yeah, thank you very much. So um, we got um, – I can't believe we're ro- rolling into September. I mean, we got – we're September, what, is on Thursday, uh, Thursday right? Yeah, September 1st. Yes, because I Christian's mean, birthday is the third. I mean, this is crazy. Yep. I mean, w- like last year when we were heading into September, you know, of course you you were sick, you were down, and um, but we're heading into September, and um, I I kept thinking in the back of my mind, get the fair service over, and I even I think I even told Anita at one point, once we get past the fair service, it just seems like it. We zip Christmas. right into Christmas. Yep, I and agree. I cannot believe how fast that goes. So it it, it is almost alarming yeah. how fast that goes. Now, so. Are we going to have one sermon series or two sermon series between the fair service and Christmas? It depends. Just depends on depends on how everybody acts. Oh, 
So there you go, everybody. It is on you on what <laughs> right. takes place over the next couple of months. So I'm planning on two. You get it could what you be deserve. one. You get could, what you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, we got uh, the sermon series that we're going to be starting on September the 11th of all of all times. Right. Is called your inner compass. Yes. And I'm looking forward to that because um, every single one of us, you know, we all know that God wants our heart, mm-hmm. and um, that's all He's ever asked. Because if He's got our heart, He's got everything else. Correct. Because your heart directs your path, and um, you know, if your heart sends you to your job or to your, you know, your kids or to a hobby or whatever, um, that's not good. But God just wants our heart. If God has our heart, He's pretty much got the rest of us. So, uh, the inner compass that we have, I think, is important to to take a look at it because right. um, there is that compass that we need to have directed by the by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm looking forward to that. And just to give you a preview. Of the first Sunday, we're actually going to land in Acts 27 when Paul, when the ship breaks oh, yeah, up with the Apostle that. Paul. Yes. So you can go ahead if you're listening. You want to read that ahead of time before September uh, the 11th. But it's, um, I'm be honest with you, it's a chapter I've never done. I've alluded to it, mm-hmm. but I've never gone through it. And this, I can't believe I've never done it before, like like this. But um, I'm going to do that. And for some reason. It's just what came to me. Yeah. I was reading, um, I started reading in Acts 25 and I just started reading up mm-hmm. and that just intrigued me to no end at all. Kind of relates to what we're going through, I yeah. think, um, you know, mentally and, um, physically as a country and for us Christians. So I thought this would be a good thing to do to kick us off. So I feel guilty sometimes when I complain or, or I get bummed out with what's going on in my life because then I think of Paul and everything he went through. It's like, I, I've got pretty easy. Yeah, you know, you're right about that because, um, no matter what we seem to go through, if you just go through, if, if you just go through the list of stuff that he'd been through, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Snake man. bitten would be enough for me. I hate snakes. Speaking so. of, speaking of, mm-hmm. I was washing my camper last night. Oh no. And I walked through the yard and I was wearing sandals and I never wear sandals, uh, but I'm washing no, the camper. No, you don't. Yeah. No, I, I, do, I do it when I wash the camper because, you know, you, you get wet and, and all that. So I'm wearing these. They're literally the, sand, the sandals are 25 years old. They're like, so I'm wearing these sandals, and no lie, I feel something over the top of my foot. No. Bro, no. it was a no. big, long garter no. snake. No. I about lost it because I hate spiders and I hate snakes. Did I tell you about the time I was washing laundry in the basement? Yeah. And I picked up a sheet, and yeah. a snake dropped oh, on Lord. my bare foot. Lord, I And I thought it was a wet sock, and then I looked down and saw it was a snake. And oh. I screamed like a 14-year-old girl. Well, that, and then I went upstairs. You do that and, usually anyway. Then I went <laughs> upstairs and I told Allie, I said, you need to go downstairs and take care of that now. And as you're putting on your pink flamingos yes. and your Justin Bieber garb. Yes. Yeah, right, right. Yes. Yeah, right. So anyway, I, I'm keeping my eye on this snake because he's cruising. Yeah. I mean, these snakes They're can fast. cruise. Yeah. And so it's going toward my porch. And I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want this thing to go because I know they can climb and do all this stuff. Oh, yeah. He ends up in under, under one of the bushes. So I keep my eye on the bush. I yell in the house, I need to get out here. I need for you to go out the back and get me a spade. She's like, what for? I said, there's a snake out here. So I hear rumbling around. She comes out with the spade. So I whack the bush a couple times. Did you get the king or the, the ten of spades? Yeah. So I got, I take the spade and go underneath the bush and the, and he sticks his head out and he was like, here he is on this side. So I come down with the spade. Boom! And he moves on me, and I chop him in half. I'm like, oh gosh! So he's still, oh yeah, he's still thumping. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to get him behind the head, and I go to go down. I'm telling you, no lie. I didn't think garter snakes did this. He comes up and he bites onto the yeah. spade, and mm-hmm. he's holding onto it. I had to shake him off. He fell off, and finally, I, I lopped his head off. Nice. <laughs> I felt, I felt really good about it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hope there's nobody from PETA listening, but exactly. anyway. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I don't do snakes. And I grew up in a place where it was a little different because we had rattlesnakes and we had well, copperheads. And around and the Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian. Right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. So anyways, so we are, uh, let's finally, uh, what are we, you know, 10 minutes into the podcast. Uh, we are drinking. It is a, Coffee from Honduras. Honduras, and I don't, I can't remember the name. I yeah, should have brought the bag. Darwin in. Sanchez brought it up to to John Hughes, and John Hughes graced us with a couple of bags. So thank you so much, John. John and I, for Darwin and for, for Darwin them, for thinking of us. And the name of the coffee is something. Uh, I, I can't even pronounce the pronounce what it is. 
It's good. It is that's, good. That's all I know. I'm okay. So I cheated because he he dropped the bags off yesterday. Uh, he uh, now John brought them, right? John brought them, and so I walk into my office, and um, and Craig told me he was like, "Hey, I got a bag of coffee in my office. I'm not sure who it's from. We'll have to try it out tomorrow." And so then I walk into my office, and there's a bag of coffee in my office as well. And I look on it, and I'm like, oh, that's from Honduras. I said, I'll bet you anything John brought that. And Allie confirmed that John brought it to me. And um, and so, you know, after you drink, you know, a couple of cups of coffee from the church, right. you know, and you, you give me a good, you know, bag of coffee, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to go home and not make a pot of coffee so so i cheated i had a pot yesterday he did i left mine here specifically for today um but it is called you grab the bag real quick it is called cafe sazo i I like that name cafe sazo cafe sazo um cafe organico yeah but yeah it is a um it's supposed to be a medium blend and I would say it, it probably is. A, uh, it a tastes a little roast. stronger than a medium blend to me, but anyway, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if Honduran coffee is stronger than, um, but I, I hear they're good for coffee and I hear they're good. Honduras is good for cigars too, correct? That's true. That's, anyway, just, yes. Saying, yeah. So the flavor profile, and I, know get, about that. I get some of this. It's a uh, honey, chocolate, caramel, and citrus. Did you, really? That's what's in there? That's the flavor profile. Okay. That's it's, what, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's very good. Actually, it's very good. I like it a lot. The farm it came from was La Cueva. You sound like a Frenchman over there. La Cueva. And um, it even gives you the altitude it came from. Oh, it does not. It does. Look at that. Right there. Really? Yeah. Dude. Okay. Not not to change subjects. I was out in my yard last night walking okay. the dog. He just changed the subject. <laughs> not to change subjects, but I'm going to change the subjects. And this plane come over, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. What is that? I was wondering if it was even going to register. I've got this app. Um, it's called Flight Radar. Clint Matlack put me on it, and it. Um, I was like, "Is this plane even going to register?" Because military planes do not register, and this thing seemed huge. Well, come to find out, it was only a, a seven forty seven, but it was flying so low. I'm like, "Where's it came from?" Anchorage, uh, and I have no idea where it was going. But it was like literally flying right over my house, and I think I saw somebody wave at me. How low was it again? You I didn't pay attention because I was so in awe of looking at the plane. It was seven forty seven. Seven forty seven. But it was That's low. That's a big plane. Yeah, it was a big plane, but it was low. So ten thousand feet. Was it lower than ten thousand feet? It may have been like eight. How? Where's it going? I don't know where it was going. Is it flying to it said Rickenbacker? Not, or? Well, it said not applicable, which is crazy because normally it will tell me where it's going. But I didn't even look to see the altitude because I was so. In but you awe. actually saw the wings and no, I saw the uh, this lady waved at me from okay. seven B. <laughs> Were the wheels down or up? I don't. I didn't see that. It was dark, so okay. I couldn't see that. Dude, that had to, you had that had to be a rumble. It was. It was yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, and it was one of those where there was like no delay in the sound. Like I could pick out where it was coming from. It was that low. You see the lights flashing. Oh yeah, that's weird. Yeah, because I mean, you get to. 10,000 feet and that's pretty, pretty yeah. low. Yeah. And a lot of times, like there, when, when planes do go into Rickenbacker, they'll come over the house there. See, when and, and um, I've seen them low like that, but that one, it seemed especially. Our low. house in Cincinnati was on a landing, um, was on one of the landing, um, oh yeah, what do you call the it? routes, the routes. And, um, and some of those were big mm-hmm. jets coming mm-hmm. in there. It was DHL that first was oh, in yeah. the landing pattern. It would go one way, and then we had another that went the other way. And what was weird, if I was sitting in the recliner by the front window at night, if I had the blinds open, you could see that the lights coming mm-hmm. in. It's just really weird. If you're out back, the one that the one track, it was so low because literally Greater Cincinnati Airport. If you just shoot straight across the river, I mean, we're 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 probably less than ten miles right, from them. Right. If you'd go straight, straight across, like without you know having yeah. to go, you know, maybe fifteen if you by road or whatever. But it could be less than ten. But those planes are low and they come out. So the wheels are down, and oh, if yeah. you're out in the backyard, man, it is loud. You can see you can see blemishes on the plane. It's right. just it's it's weird, and they're. I'd say they're maybe a couple thousand feet off the ground. Yeah. It's just, and it's a rumble. Windows just shaking. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. So thanks for the coffee, John. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll be drinking on that. That's, yeah. that's some good stuff. So we got a, um, before we, uh, get into uh, the topic, uh, just a reminder to everybody. Don't forget that, uh, this coming Sunday, September the 4th 
at 10 o'clock. We are going to be um, taking um, our services and worship time straight to the Richwood Fairgrounds. We're going to be at the Bokes Creek Pavilion, and at 10 o'clock, you need a pass to get in. If you didn't get your pass over the last few weeks, you can still get that. You can call the church office. We'll make them available to you. You can stop in and grab one. We're here Monday through Friday, and uh, make sure you get it. Pick up a few extra ones so you can invite somebody yep. to come along with you. Should be a really good day. I'm looking forward to it. it looks like the weather's going to be good. I the checked weather's going to be good. Um, we have the set list picked out. Ten o'clock supposed to be seventy, so that's, that's nice. Be great. Yep. Yeah, and, and so I'm excited about the set list. I'm excited about you know the day. Uh, rumor has it you're not going to be preaching as long, so I'm excited about that. Rumor has it you're actually showing up. I'm planning on being there this year. Yeah. <laughs> I am not going to speak as long. So those of you who need a break, you'll get that. So uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to be about half of that. So just to let you know. But it depends on how the Holy Spirit works. Because if he starts working, I don't know, bro. Well, you're like Peter on the day of Pentecost. Well, it could be. Yeah. You just speak in another language or something. Well, I have before. It would have to be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to for it. I don't know if my other language was the Holy Spirit, but I have spoken another language. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what else is going on besides your know, birthday and the all fair that fun stuff? I'm fair. actually looking forward to the fair service, and I, I, I heard some people... Cindy talking about it, and I did hear uh, yesterday um, people talking about they've um, given some passes Mm -hmm. away to some of their friends and hope that they show up. I think we're going to be full. I I hope so. The first year we were there, I don't remember the numbers. I was thinking we were into the 340s or something like that. I think so. The second year, which was last year Mm because we didn't do 20 because they didn't have a fair, I was thinking we were – Right at 300. Yeah, we I think weren't so. quite 300, but we were right at it, but it was still, you know, you're in the pavilion. It's, it's packed in there because yes. everybody's in there. Um, but we had Sorry, I couldn't make it. I know you're on vacation, mm-hmm. but this year, I don't know. I had, I just have a feeling, um, just because I just think it's going to be a little bit different. I think so I too. too. I agree. So it means we'll have 150. Right. Probably <laughs> we'll be way off. But that yeah. should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Right. So, but yesterday was a good day. We um, it was a good day. We weren't three hundred, but we were daggone close. Mm-hmm. And um, that second service was packed, which was and uh, which was nice. I, I love. I don't know. It's like the, as the seasons change, so does the congregation. Like they were singing. Second service was singing more, and that's been like two weeks in a row mm-hmm. now that they've mm-hmm. just been very worshipful, right? And vocal and yep. So, but yeah, it, it was good. It was a good day. It was a good topic. Mm-hmm. We'll get that here in a minute, yeah. but um, very good topic. And and first service. Like, you know how chatty first service normally is before Right, right. You could have heard a pin drop while I sang that countdown song. Yeah. I sang um, One Day When We All Get to Heaven by Matt Redman, which he took the, you know, the old hymn, When We All Get to Heaven, and he put verses to it and, and just did a really good job with it. And, and I sang that, and literally, that's what a couple of people commented. They were like, did you hear how quiet people got in first service during the countdown song? It was like, yeah, it was kind of neat. They mm-hmm. were just... Kind of taking in the and the the lyrics of that are just so heavy, um, you know. I, I love the lyrics of that. It's like one day, you know, we'll see Jesus face to face. You know, there's just and I'm mm-hmm. butchering these words. It's not exactly like this, but you know, there's just a a true expression of grace. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, and that's the whole point of um, you know the you know if I if, if I could put a whole theme for just the day and we can get into it here in a minute but it's that you need to prepare yourself for eternity. Yes. We prepare ourselves for everything. We prepare ourselves, you know, for our cars. If we ding our cars, we have car insurance, we have mm-hmm. life insurance, we have home insurance. We, why do you do that? Because you want to prepare yourself. You mm-hmm. you want to prepare yourself for what could come and you may pay all that money you never never make a claim ever so you right what happens you wasted that money but if you made a claim then you know you're up but but i think that we need to prepare ourselves um spiritually and i don't think that we actually do that i think we think we do that right but i don't think we spiritually prepare ourselves for the next um part of our life which is eternity and um and I hope and pray that um, it, it's very it's it, 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 it's very difficult to get a, um, a biblical worldview because when you have that you you always think of eternal things and, yes and and I'll be honest with you when I was your age I probably didn't think about it as much as I should have and I wish I would have it probably right. would have changed a lot about who I was um, but I have noticed that the older that I get and, and I'll be honest it's been only in the last ten years maybe mm. t- twelve years where I have actually encompassed that and it's become like the the journey for myself to have this. 
biblical worldview to where I actually think about eternity. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't get off on things and things For don't sure. tick me off because sure. I, I have that personality where I'm going to, you know, that's just my personality. But when I get up and I preach or I speak and I say the things that I say and people get offended or whatever, I promise you, I am not trying to offend you. I'm trying to prepare exactly. you. I, I don't want, here's the thing. I don't want you to think that you're good when you're not good, and I don't want you to get your last dying breath and you don't go to heaven. I want you, your family, your kids, your mom and dad, grandparents, grandchildren, all to go to heaven. That's what I. That's what I. Uh, that I want. Right. So I, I wish people would not get offended at what I say, and that they would be, they would listen to that. Because here's my here's my take on this, <clears throat> is that yeah, you might feel offended. You may take, you may, you want to smack the messenger, but maybe that's the Holy Spirit trying to convict you. Right. And you're fighting that. Because right. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't like things sometimes and I'll hear it and I'm like, but, and I'll have to examine that. God, are you talking to me right now or don't right. I just, is this going against my personality? And, and sometimes I'm like, no, this is something I need to work on. Right. And so preparing yourself for heaven. And getting ready for that and to make sure you're ready to go for that. Um, I think every single person, especially a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. needs to do that. And take as many people as with you right. as you can. So if you're, exactly. if you have a biblical worldview and you've got this, you're preparing yourself for eternity, you, you, doesn't mean you're not going to be rattled. You will, mm-hmm. but it means that you being in the rattled state or anxiety or depression or worried, not going to last as long as it did for somebody who's just focused on right here. Yeah. So. You know, I think, you know, it just reminds me, pushes me back to there a couple months ago. I can't even remember what my sermon topic was, but I, I said, you know. Nicodemus. Was it Nicodemus where I was talking about? I don't think so. It was the one before that, whatever okay. I did before that. Um, but I was talking about how, you know, heaven is our home. You know, we, we have to be reminded that this is not our home. Um, right. and, and that's exactly what you were talking about is keeping that, you know, that eternal perspective. I want to go back though. You were talking about, you know, people getting upset, having tough conversations, whether it's people getting upset with what you say on a Sunday morning. You know, I know you've had tough conversations with people. I've had tough conversations with people where, you know, you're, you're not trying to prove a point. You're not trying to be right for being right's sake, but you're trying to get them to, to see the biblical truth. And last week you gave this quote by Dr. James Dobson. He does. This is what he goes by, isn't it? Doctor. I think so. Doctor. Not, it doesn't say doctor here, but I saw James Dobson. You know, I if if doctor. I was a doctor, I'd actually make you call me Doc. Doc. Yeah. I'd be. I'd be. If you said, "Hey, Craig," I'd be like, "Nope, I don't hear you." What is Doc? I would call you Doc, but I would. <laughs> you'd hear it in Marty McFly's voice, <laughs> Doc. <laughs> but Doctor James Dobson said this. He said, "Those people who really care about others will show that through a million hard conversations." Right. You know, and that's what has to take place. It's like you know, yeah, it's not easy sometimes preaching right. these messages. Right. Uh, but the truth is, is that we we don't want to get caught up on the here and now and what's going on and what's taking place around us. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we are eternally focused, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we are biblically founded. You know, that's where our foundation is. That's where our truth comes from. We can't get our truth from other places, and so that may mean that we have to have a, a tough conversation with a family member right. or a friend or someone else, or that may mean that someone may get upset at you, and if someone gets upset at you at something you say, then are they truly taking that and processing that and, right. and asking God to allow the Holy Spirit to, to move in them? That's one of my biggest prayers on a, you know, on a Sunday is that the Holy Spirit will just move in hearts, mine especially. You know, that right. will open my ears, open my heart to hear what God wants me to hear, you know. Well, a few weeks ago, and, you know, I've said this, you know, you, you know how many times I've said this since um, the last almost, well, two years now, right? Um, you know, the Christian community has just gone along to get along. And I've said that so many times. I'm sure I think I even quoted you on that You may once. have, yeah. But I literally had somebody come, um, come to me and tell me um, – that clicked with them finally because they have actually gone along to get along and they've not been talking to people and they've always taken a step backwards and did not, did not want to go down that road. And they said that they, they, that God is really calling them to do that. And, um, it's really hard sometimes because we do get into this, go along to get along. Hey, Jesus is meek and Jesus is mild and Mm -hmm. graceful and, He's merciful and, you know, he's loving. He's all encompassing and da 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 da. Granted, yes. Absolutely. But he's not. 
Right. He's he's not nice at times. He's forceful. Mm-hmm. He's bold. He's in your face. He's he's telling you this is what you need to do. I mean, read the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Read read his words to the Pharisees. Start looking at what Jesus is actually saying, and start stop listening to the culture of how mm-hmm. they've leaked. Uh, seriously, made Jesus this wimp, woke, uh, yeah. yep. servant of God. Yep. That's not the God of the Bible, and that is not Jesus Christ. That is a cultural, wimped out, pale, woke Jesus. And yep. you know what? Hey, no, I wouldn't follow that Jesus if you put a gun to my head. But you know what? If I read the Gospels. And I read the Old Testament of what the Old Testament predicts about Jesus, and I read the Gospels of what Jesus does, what Jesus says, and how Jesus acts. That's the guy I'm going to follow. That's the guy I'm going to mm-hmm. follow to my death. That's the guy I'm going to pick up anything, and I'd run through, um, you know, uh, as, you know, I'd run through gasoline on fire because that's the Jesus I would follow. Because that's not a cultural Jesus. That's the right. Jesus. That's the God of the universe. And so, yeah. um, we we have to quit listening to how people. You know, term Jesus exactly, and, um, and exactly. read what God's word says about Jesus. You were talking about the Sermon on the Mount. It just reminded me, like I got this image in my head of see, in season two when Jesus is prepping the Sermon on the Mount, which shows his human in the chosen in the chosen. Yeah. Sorry, the season two of the chosen, um, but where Jesus is prepping the Sermon on the Mount with Matthew, and so he's kind of working through it with Matthew, and um, and Matthew's like pretty much like, wow, he, you're really gonna. St- that's what that's what it is like that's some hard stuff like that's not really good things right it's like okay maybe i shouldn't start out quite like that. right right you know and so he starts out you know blessed are the poor in spirit for they will and all of that and right. he gives the beatitudes there at the beginning and then gets into all of the hard stuff but that's what people focus on right i, I guarantee you mm-hmm. if, if i if i pulled 50 christians not uh, on sunday or the sunday after and said what's the sermon on the mount without looking I'm gonna guarantee they're gonna say they're they're gonna bless it our bless it our they're gonna miss the they're gonna miss the rest of it, guaranteed it, guaranteed. I bet you half of them wouldn't even know that. You don't think twenty five out of fifty would know? Maybe. So here's the deal with what I'm saying is we we know enough. To, the Christian community knows enough to be dangerous, but they don't know enough to be right. spiritually dangerous. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yep. To to the world, we're, we're dangerous because yeah. we're 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 running on what we think in partial verses, partial what we think, and right? Partial the way we were raised, partially what we've been told, culture, or or, or even cherry picking a verse mm-hmm. where we take it out of context mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. what the Bible truly says. Exactly. You know, we I can take any verse and make it. I can contour it to fit what I whatever agenda I want it to fit. I can do that. I know, and and I've heard that done uh, by, by numerous people and Christians. And Christians, I've had that done sad. to me here. Yeah, people pull something out, and I'll be like, "That's not what that actually means," right? And they'll be belligerent about it. Yeah, I mean, belligerent about it. I'm like, "No, that's not what that yeah. that that means." I'm sorry, you're, and I'll just say, you're like, I don't know a number, but you're like. 14 trillion billion whatever wrong yeah. on this. Yeah. I'm sorry. You need to go back to the Word of God and yep. stop that. You know, you're talking nonsense at this point. So, did we do a sermon series called "Stop It"? I think we did. I think we've. Um, I don't know if we said "stop it," but we used it. You know, I've had said "wake up," "stop it," "wake up," uh, "grow up." Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I said "just grow up," <laughs> "just grow up." <laughs> but yeah, so you know, you look at you, you look at um, the facts of just the facts of heaven and death mm-hmm. and what Jesus says and what God's word says. And I asked a question yesterday, and the question was, when the moment and time comes in your life when you die, are you confident you're going to go to heaven? I can't remember what service it was, but a few people yelled out, yes, I'm confident. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, yes. I love that they actually yep. yelled that out, that they were doing it. Because, you know, I've asked people, Christians, yep. if you die today, are you going to go to heaven? Literally, I've had them say, well, I hope so. Right. What do you mean you hope so? Yeah. How, how do you not know? I mean, what what category are you living in at this right. point? Right. That, that's, that's, that's such a... Horrible answer for a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's either yes, I'm 100% going to heaven because I know, I know, but yeah. what God's word says, I yep. know what is going on yeah. here. You have to be confident yeah. of that. And that's what I was hoping that people would, um, um, do. Um, I read a, a scripture, um, in Hebrews chapter two, verses 14 and 15. It says, mm-hmm. because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. This is important scripture yes. for only has the human being um, could he die? And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Think about that. 
Only in this way could he set free all those who live their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. And you know what? There's people today who are not Christians who are fearful of dying. Yep. And there are Christians today who are slaves to the fear of dying. They, yep. they, they just don't want to die. I mean, I mean, I know people here at this church who I know they're, they're afraid to die. They mm-hmm. freak out when it comes to dying. I'm like, why? Right. Why are you afraid right. to die? I'm not saying that you have a death wish. You're going to no, tumble but, off a mountain sometime, but I'm saying, why would you be afraid? Right. I, I don't get it because Jesus broke that. He yes. destroyed that. He, yep. he, totally work that over. And I think that goes back to your question. I think people are afraid because they're not 100% sure. They're not clinging tightly to what scriptures right. say. Just because, you know, just because I'm confident in where I will go when I die doesn't mean that I've got it all together. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Right. But it means that that Jesus paid a ransom for me so that I have that promise of right. eternal life, so that I have that promise of heaven. Well, I think um, I, I agree with you one hundred percent, and I think some of the uh, some of the best um, words that Jesus spoke when it comes to heaven is uh, a scripture that I read yesterday mm-hmm. in John fourteen, and this is verses one through six, and he said, and I, and I know we've I heard this, this so much, yeah. we, we don't take it in, and I just hope people hear yeah. God's word. For we sang about it we before did. you got up. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms, and if that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you will also be where I am. You know, this is the part that I like. You know where, you know, you know the way and the place where I'm going. And this is Thomas now. Thomas. He's like, Lord, we don't know where you're going. And how, how can we know the way? Mm. And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Simon or, or Thomas is looking at a, we don't know the way. I mean, what's the steps? Where where, where do we go? What's the, I, I'm, I'm picturing Thomas thinking a physical yes. thing. Yeah. And Jesus is like, no, wake up, man. Right. I am the way. Yeah. I'm the truth. I'm not. Nobody comes to God except through me. He's laying this out in in the terms of he's trying to get these guys to think on the more of uh, the spiritual side in the next life. Right. Right. Thomas is focused like we do yeah. here. I think Thomas now. gets a bad rap, but you he know does. the rest of the guys were thinking it. He's just the only one that that yeah. was willing to step up and say it. Well, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm you, you look at Thomas and um you look at his life, you know, when you know, you're doubting Thomas mm-hmm. and all that. And you're right, he does get a bad rap, but let's be honest. If it was me or you, mm-hmm. I would be doubting too. I'd be like, uh, I want you know, to see the holes in his hands and and we're going to read a scripture later about, you know, don't you remember the words that Jesus said? And I, and I think that we forget those words because I'm not going to fault any of the disciples at nope. this point. And nope. I'm not going to fault Thomas because here's the thing. We do have the words of Jesus. Yes. And yep. I could we could ask that question of each other probably three times a month. Don't you remember God's word when he tells you when you're freaking out about something and then you're like, oh, yeah. So we get caught up in what's taking place and we forget the promises in the word of God. Right. And we, for, you know, Jesus was with these guys. And so he actually told them with his own mouth. Right. But we got the entire story. See, mm-hmm. they did not. We've got something they don't have. So yeah. we have to remember that these guys, man, they're actually going through that. When Jesus went to the cross, when Jesus was being, you know, uh, being uh, led to the cross and he had to go through all that, you know, you, Peter gets a bad rap. I mean, I, I, you're freaking out. He's freaking I out. Probably done the same thing. I mean, he just, um, He's trying here, man, and and that's this is where mm-hmm. this is where you you really do this is where Jesus looks at your heart. Yep, Jesus looks straight through Peter bowing, Peter bending, Peter being a coward, mm-hmm. and Peter's bold, but he was a coward that mm-hmm. day. Yep, and but Jesus, what did he do? He, he reinstated him. Yep, he Jesus saw through that. Yep, he knows us. And this is where Christians need to realize that Jesus sees through your your flaws, but he looks at your heart. And this all goes back to your heart because yeah. it's Peter's heart. Uh, Jesus had a job for Peter. And, you know, but we're kind of getting off. Yeah, and in, in that moment, though, you know, Peter was relying on himself. And that brings us to your first point here is that we have to put our trust in Jesus and not ourself. Exactly. You know, I I fall in that same boat as Peter does sometimes where I put my trust in myself and what I can do and what I know. But I need to put my trust in Jesus instead. Exactly. And, you know, you're like, okay, so why should I trust Jesus? What, what's Jesus's credentials? You know, well, he has uh, supernatural 
identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, John fourteen nine. it says, anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. And, and I love that verse when Jesus says that because this is what I always think when I see this. If you if you see something that Jesus says, that's God. If you see how God, Jesus acts, that's God. Uh, they're, they're one and the same. So if you've seen me, you've seen yep. the Father. So there's no exactly. break in this. Now, I love that, you know, the way John starts his gospel. In the beginning was the Word, mm-hmm. Jesus. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Exactly. And I can't get away from Christmas. That's why you used Matthew 21, 23. Right. Virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God, God is with us. us. And you start connecting the dots and you see, oh, this is absolutely, this is true yep. that Jesus yep. um, is God. The next thing that I put down, what is his credentials, is his integrity. Um, Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted, and I love this, Mm -hmm. in every way. Now think about this. He's tempted in every way that we are. Would that be greed, lust? I mean, everything. Everything. And just as we are, but yet he did not Mm -hmm. sin. Boom. And um, I, I just think it's amazing that, you know, that Jesus is... God in the flesh, he is flesh, right. he has sores on his feet, he probably has a headache, mm-hmm. he gets tired, mm-hmm. he's hungry, uh, Jesus probably gets irritable, mm-hmm. but yet he's God in the flesh and he did not sin. Exactly. Think about that. Yeah. His next credential that you give is he had power. Um, John chapter fourteen eleven says, believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. And you you know, you read through the Gospels, you can see everything that Jesus does and he he heals people of sickness he heals mm-hmm. them of of diseases that they had had for years he casts out demons mm-hmm. you know and so he does have that that credential of power. And that goes back to the you know your boy that you you spoke about nicodemus mm-hmm. um i love the story of nicodemus because nicodemus yes. is trying to i know we've already talked about this but he's trying he's, to figure it out he's trying to figure it out but he's doing a good job figuring it out yep. and and he's he says i, I always term him kind of as a secret follower and disciple of Jesus because mm-hmm. he is a Pharisee. But uh, I love John 3, verses 1, 1 and 2. It says, there was a man named Nicodemus, Jewish re- religious leader, who is a Pharisee. He came to speak to Jesus. And I love this because it gets back to what we're talking about, his right. power. He says, Rabbi, we all know that God has sent you. So Nicodemus is confessing, we know you're from God. Right. And, and to teach us, and your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Yeah. And I think in a different setting, that would have been a smack in the face. I think if it would have been Nicodemus talking to Jesus in broad daylight with a crowd around, right. it would have been more of mockery. We know that God has sent you. Right, right. But right. in this moment, Nicodemus comes to Jesus mm-hmm. at night, and it's just him and Jesus. You know, he's he's being honest here. Exactly. I um, The next one is is his, is a sacrificial death. And, um, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, I think people sometimes think, oh, well, he was killed and, you know, poor guy and all this, but it wasn't that way at all. I mean, this was planned from the very beginning, right. from the very beginning of the stage mm-hmm. and before the Garden of Eden, that Jesus was going to come and he was going to come for all of us. He gave up his life as a ransom for many is what the Bible tells yep. us. And it was a substitute death for you yes. and for me. And I love in I, a couple of verses in Isaiah, Isaiah 53 verse six says, all of us like sheep have gone astray and we've left God's path to follow our own, mm-hmm. meaning I'm going... This means you're going away from God. Right. But yet the Lord laid upon him the sins of us all. Isaiah 42, verse 7, he said, You will open the eyes of the blind. You will free the captives from prison, releasing those who sit in dark dungeons, meaning that Jesus is going to release you and I from whatever we need to be released from exactly. because of what he did on the cross. And I absolutely, absolutely love that. Yeah. You may read this quote. Man, I'm going to tell you what I, I this quote by Gordon Hinckley. I'm going to it let is, you read it. it. It's it's a great quote, but he is such a scholar. He makes John Piper look like a third grader, like Dr. Seuss. Exactly. Yeah. Which is that's just crazy in and of itself. Of itself, yeah. And um, I almost didn't put it in, but I thought it was the way he, the the quote was so good and it's worded so differently. I thought it'd be something that people would grasp onto for sure. So anyway, go for it. Enjoy this. Enjoy reading this. Yeah, he said, I am so profoundly grateful for the gospel of Jesus Christ, for a testimony of the atonement of the Savior. And I love that word, atonement. I do too. Um, He said, I believe in it with all my heart, and I live for it, and I bear witness of it this day. Of all the events of human history, none other approaches the atonement of the Savior in its meaning 
and in its results. God be thanked for, and I can't finish it because it's cut off here on my screen. Oh, gosh. God be thanked for uh, the gift of his precious son to whom um, we all owe thanks for his sacrifice on our behalf. Yeah. And it's it's a very good quote, and I I agree with you. I'm so profoundly grateful for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Yeah. That in itself is just an awesome quote. And for the testimony of the atonement of the Savior. And I agree with you. The atonement uh, yeah. is, is a word that we don't really say a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I was so, um, when I read that quote, and I actually didn't hear him say it, I actually read it. Right. And um, I was just kind of taken back up. When I read it, I had to read it like 10 times, to be honest with you. But the more I read it, um, I, I started landing on some of these things. And, and I'm thinking, here's a guy who's, you know, can I just say he's, he's a nerd? Right. He looks like a nerd. He's quote he quotes like a nerd. But man, is that a is that a fabulous quote? I just think it's a great quote. Yes, it is. Here's number five: his predicted resurrection. And here's the thing about Jesus: everything that Jesus has, everything that's been predicted about Jesus has come true. Would you agree with that? Everything that Jesus said has happened. And Jesus says this in in Matthew chapter sixteen, verse twenty twenty one. Says Jesus began to tell his disciples. I love this plainly. That it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, leading priests, and teachers of the religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is saying, here's what's going to happen. And then I read what happened when the ladies came upon well, before you move there, you know, he, he not only told his disciples that, he told the religious leaders that he without did. telling them that because they were like, well, well, if you really are the son of man, then give us a sign. He said, tear down this temple and in, and I will rebuild it in three days. He did. They were like, you're crazy. It took forever to build this temple. Right. He wasn't talking about the physical temple. He was talking about his body. Exactly. You know, and he was pointing toward what was going to happen to him. The quote, religious leaders. Yes. Seeing things from the spirit. Physical and right. not the spiritual. Exactly. Um, I love this. Easter Sunday morning, Luke mm-hmm. 25, 5 through 8. Uh, the angels said to the ladies, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. And I love these five words. Remember how he told you. There like, is. Think about it. Remember. While he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then they remembered his words. And I think I said something like this yesterday. If a man can predict how he's going to die and the way he's going to die, that he's going to mm-hmm. die and be yep. dead for three days and come back to life, and at the end of those three days he does come back to life, guess what? He can have all my problems. Exactly. He can have everything in my life, and I'm going to trust him for what he says, and I don't care what anybody else says. He's the one I'm going to follow. Yeah. And so he is. He's mm-hmm. the one. I'm, Jesus is the only one when it comes to death and conquering the grave that you and I should listen to. Absolutely. Anything else? I don't care who it comes from. I don't care what they say. I'm listening to Jesus. 100%. Exactly. Love this quote by John MacArthur. It's a little plainer and simpler. It is a little plainer. John, yeah. I, I like John. Yeah. He says, Christianity isn't working hard and trying to do things. Christianity is saying, I am a sinner. I only need Jesus Christ, and I will trust Jesus for everything that comes my way. Which leads us, the verse I read afterwards mm-hmm. was Ephesians 2, 8, 9. God saved you by his grace. When you believed, mm. and you can't take credit for this. And you know what? There's a lot of Christians that try to take credit for them being so good. Yeah. It's not about you at all. I don't take credit. try to take credit for me being so good because I know I'm not so good. But I know that too. Right? I know that. I know. And it's a gift from God. And salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done so that none of us can boast. Because we would do it. Yeah. We definitely do because mm-hmm. we boast about everything else. Boast yeah. about everything. I, I love this too. Um, it was just a point that you made. Um, and you said, put your hope in heaven. Exactly. You know, and it, again, it just, where, this is not our home. No. We are not home. This is just temporary. You know, you talked earlier about, you know, people being so afraid to die. And, mm-hmm. and we saw that over the last couple of years of mm-hmm. people being so afraid to die. Well, the truth is, is that death, unless Jesus comes back between now and the time I die, death is inevitable. I don't know how I'm going to die. I don't know when I'm going to die, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I will die eventually. Mm-hmm. So why be afraid of something that is 100% going to happen unless Jesus comes back and then all glory to God, you know? 
Exactly. And, you know, and, and that's the point because, um, I think we get so sidetracked, even as a Christian, we're sidetracked. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, and I get sidetracked. I get yeah. sidetracked on things and, and doing and all that because we get sidetracked on the world and the uh, economics, the politics of it all. We get sidetracked yeah. on our personal lives when we're so concerned on, you know, our jobs and making money and paying bills and running our kids' places mm-hmm. and doing things and getting ready for vacation and mowing our yards and, you know, what does this look like? And we're, focused on family relationships and relationships at work and we we're so focused on everything yeah. and then we try to throw in a smattering of god or a smattering of mm-hmm. you know of the spiritual and i'm telling you everything that i just described everything in your life is it, it can be gone in a second yeah it can exactly. be gone in a second and and yesterday i i think i tried my best to describe that you know you know um, 20 years from now or 25 years from now you know, I'm going to be 82 years old. I look back 25 years ago. I'm going to be honest with you. It went, it went so fast. Mm-hmm. And so whether I'm here another, you know, I said, whether I'm here 25 years or 10 years, or if I'm here the end of the week or the end of the day, it can all be taken yep. away. The only thing that's going to matter is your eternity mm-hmm. with God. Yep. And so you have to focus on that. And so, um, I read a verse yesterday from Colossians 3, and I said, <laughs> some of us are going to have a difficult time putting this into practice. Mm. And, it, and it's Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3. And, and, I, it, and if you're listening right now, to really pay attention to these words, it says, Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the reality of, of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Now, here's the, here's the verse, verse 2. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. So, Think about the things of heaven, eternity, mm-hmm. not the things of earth. Job, mowing the grass, kids going this, do, you know, you get the point. Mm-hmm. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. Mm. I'm going to tell you what, that verse is going to go over your head if you don't really apply it, because if you start that applying could be a sermon it, series, just in... You no, know, I actually thought about that, to be honest with you. I, I, I've thought about that. Yeah. You know, and it's important as you and I grow in our relationship to Christ that we get our focus off of this world and get it onto the yeah. world to come. That is hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'll be honest with all of you listening right now. My focus on heaven is really good probably three days a week. Right. The other, and I'm wrestling with it mm-hmm. like everybody mm-hmm. else. Yep. But I'm coming around, man. I'm coming around. And um, some days it might be five days a week. Some days it might be two days mm-hmm. a week. Um, you know, I'd love to have seven days a week for, you know, the next month to see how, right. what that was like. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think it's just important that, that we just follow Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Um, I love, you know, and, and kind of going through that section as I was planning stuff, you know, it's like I just kept having the, the song stick out in my head that we sang coming out of your message yesterday before communion, which was what he's done. And you were song right. by passion. And I love the line in it. It says, my sins are forgiven. My future is heaven. I praise God for what he's done. Exactly. You know, and it's got, we, we can put our focus on heaven. We can, you know, you know, put our trust in that hidden life with Christ because of what he's done. Exactly. You know, it's nothing that we do. It's nothing that I've done. Nothing that I have done can get me into heaven. No. You know, except for placing my trust in him. Exactly. I um I love the picture of heaven and I love the picture that the the Bible paints for us and literally just kind of tells us what it's going to be like and if you read Revelation and you read the vision that John had in Revelation it's really astounding and I and I think John does his absolute best to put it in words but I'm not even sure he describes it right. to what right. it's oh, yeah. going to be like because I'm not quite sure if humanly possible that that that's you can do that agreed and I think he does his very very best yep. but he does have a verse that I read yesterday. And I loved it in Revelation 7, 9, where John says, I saw a vast crowd. And this is this is something we need to remember. Too great to count from every tribe, from every nation, people and language standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. Meaning that people from all over the world, yeah. people you don't know, um, that are going to be in heaven and I think I mentioned yesterday that there's going to be so many people in heaven. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be a great crowd. And I've had people all through my life saying, you know, I don't want our church to grow. I like it the way it is. And I've had people here tell me, I don't want it to get too big. You know, I just don't like crowds. I'm like, well, then you're not going to like heaven. You're not going to like heaven because heaven's going to be so big. You can't even count them all. So I don't know what that's going to be like for you. But, um, but you know, when Jesus picks, says in this, in John 14, 
in my father's house are many rooms. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I This is what I picture, and I think I gave a little bit of brief description yesterday. I, I picture many rooms. I picture a room where we're going to have, like, food. Yeah, uh, we're going to have the best foods of, of all time. A picture room of recreation, and I don't know what that's going to be like. I picture probably an archery room. Could be an archery room. Yeah, sure. I don't know what is going to be there. I picture a, a room of worship, mm-hmm. and where you know where we're worshiping, praising God, and you know there's testimonies from people in the Bible, testimonies from people that you didn't know, and Jesus is standing up, and He's going to start to teach us and mm-hmm. tell us things that we never knew before, and um, and I believe this with all my heart that heaven is going to be so big, it's going to take eternity to see it all, mm-hmm. I, and I really believe that, and uh, I don't, I think I said this in both services yesterday. Some people think that when you get to heaven, uh, you're going to know everything. Right. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Uh, I believe that you're going to have a greater mind. I believe that you're going to be able to process things differently, but I also think you're going to continue to to keep learning and, and, and keep growing. Mm-hmm. And um, I read a verse in Ephesians 2-7 yesterday, and, and I read it from the New King James Version because I like the way it read. Yeah. It said, in the ages to come, that he might show, and show is a big word in this verse, the exceeding riches of his grace and in his kindness toward us in Jesus Christ. And the word show means mm-hmm. it's continually teaching right. us, continues showing us things that we've never seen, and I believe that's going to continue to go while we are in heaven. Yes. He's going to continue to to give us that. And so. I think that when we have an earthly perspective, of, you know, you're right, I don't know that we're fully going to be able to grasp it. I don't, I don't think, think so. John could fully no. explain it, but when we have an earthly idea of heaven, we're going to miss the boat. I love what Franklin Graham said. I know, right? He said, heaven won't be a place where you were bored, sitting on a cloud, strumming a harp. It's not going to be one long, boring church service. When the Bible says there's going to be many rooms that's open us, that opens us up for a lot of excitement. It does, because we don't know. Yeah. I think if God took you right now for the next hour and dropped you to what heaven's going to look like, and then dropped you back in, you know, in the next hour after that. I'm not even sure you'd be able to tell me what it's going to be like. No, and I think you, it'd be the opposite of what Franklin said. You know, heaven. He said, you know, heaven's not going to be one long, boring, you know, church service. I think if God took you now for an hour and then dropped you back into this life, this life would be boring. Exactly, one hundred percent guaranteed. God almost took me last year. <laughs> he he actually did. <laughs> guaranteed, there's no time clock when Jesus stands up to talk, though. But that's Jesus. You're not Jesus. I didn't say I was. I mean, <laughs> but I'm saying, guaranteed, there's no time clock. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be worried about that in heaven. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if you were standing up on this um, leading worship in heaven and you got the chance to lead worship like with King David? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. I, I'm not sure what the, I, I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but it could. You could be standing with King David leading worship. Think about that. I'd be down with that. You think he's my height? Probably not. You know, I, maybe uh, when he defeated Goliath. <laughs> you know, I I picture King David, um, not super tall, mm-hmm. but I don't picture him being super short, about average. But I picture him being in very good shape, mm-hmm. like pretty ripped out. That's oh, yeah. the way I picture him, because you know, picture him because he's a warrior. He's um, um, I I picture him being quite. The man, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about John Wayne and all oh, that, yeah. but I, I think David, you, you read through the Bible and David's very manly and, um, he would definitely, the culture would definitely ditch him this right now if he lived today. Oh, yeah. Um, he's very, uh, but yeah, so anyway, but, for sure. We got well, you asked a question yesterday mm-hmm. and you said it was coming right out of that Franklin Graham quote. You said, do you want to have joy in your life? Mm-hmm. And right. I think that's kind of a loaded question. Like, I think everyone should, Say yes, but but that that's on us. Honestly, it, it, it is, is on us. You know, we we have to choose joy. You know, and and you follow that up with a statement: be confident of your salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, our joy comes from Jesus Christ. Our joy comes from knowing what He's done for us. Mm-hmm. Our joy comes from God and God alone. Exactly. Um, you know, when we try to find it in other things, we may find artificial joy. Um, we may find you know joy that will last exactly for a time. But it's not going to quench 
what we really need, and only God can do that. Well, it gets back, you know, yeah, exactly, and your joy is found in Jesus, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you're confident also in your salvation, which should bring you joy, and it gets back to the, you know, Thomas, you know, saying, you know, we don't know where where you're going, and Jesus right. says, yeah, you know, here's this, I'm the way, the I'm truth, the way. and life, nobody gets to the Father except through me, and, and I think the sobering fact about heaven, and I mentioned this yesterday, mm-hmm. is that more people <laughs> will not be in heaven that are. Right. Even though the number is going to be too great to count, more people will not. And, and I'm sure people are like, well, how do you know that? Jesus, you know, yeah. because Jesus says in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide, for many are going to choose that way. And that's what we see now culturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been that way for yep. years. But the gateway to life is very narrow. It's so small, and the road is difficult, and only a few are going to find it. Think about that. And Jesus is telling, I think Jesus is telling us in this verse, if you want to trust in yourself, then you're accountable to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you think your sins are all right and you say, hey, God's not going to condemn me, then you're accountable for that sin. Right. The only way that you are not accountable for that is if you put your trust in Jesus, the God of the Bible, and who Jesus Christ is, and he's the only way to God, and he's the true only way to heaven. And if you do anything else but that, you're you're accountable for your own sins. For sure. Good luck. Good luck on right. that journey, because you're not going to make it, to be honest with you. Yes. How about John Piper's quote? This is a John Piper quote that you can understand. It's John, very— John is good, though. He is, but this was—I actually heard him say this, and okay. it was the way he said it was really good. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He said, understand that Christianity is one of the most inclusive religions and one of the most exclusive. It's inclusive because no one is turned away, but it's exclusive because it's only through Jesus Christ. I love that quote because when I actually heard him, I, I edited the quote, and here's what I'm gonna. I didn't see this yesterday, but I'll say it now. When he said, "Understand that Christianity is one of the most inclusive religions," he actually stopped and said, "I hate the word religion, but I don't know whatever word to put on that, so that's what I'm putting on it right, right now." So then I he agree, started. I agree with that. That's a topic yes. all in and of itself. But he said, "I don't like that word." Yeah. So he said, "But I, I don't know how to get this point across, so I want you to understand it." And then he went back and said, "Understand that Christian." Then he did the whole quote together. That's cool. So. But um, anyway, um, but I know the world loses its mind when it says that Jesus is the only way to heaven. The God of the Bible is the final authority because man is in rebellion against God, and the whole world is in rebellion against mm-hmm. God. Our government's in rebellion against mm-hmm. God. People are in rebellion against God because they want it their way. And <laughs> I think I said yesterday, if God said there's 10 ways to heaven, people would be mad because there's not 15. Right. But there's one, and it's so simple. Why not just do it? I mean, just, 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 just do that and it's going to be, um, you know, what it needs to be. So yesterday I said, you know, how can you be confident that you're following Jesus? I said it's simple as A, B, C, D. A, um, you need to admit that you're a sinner and you need a savior. And instead of trying to rely on yourself, just rely on God. Yep. And stop comparing yourself to other people and only compare yourself to Christ. You're going to find out what you need to do. Yep. B is believe in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And we read John 3.16, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That is the gospel. Mm-hmm. Put your trust in God. Correct. C is confess publicly that Jesus is the Lord of your life. And that's a big thing. Yes. Right there. Yep. Yep. Romans ten nine says, if you confess through the mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're going to be saved. Mm-hmm. Simple. And that. I love uh, Luke twelve nine. You read that one too. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, Jesus says, the Son of Man will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels publicly. Needs to be correct. Dead. D. Demonstrate your allegiance by repenting of your sin and being baptized. Kind of ended the way we started mm-hmm. uh, with baptism. Kind of did that on purpose, but right. anyway. But I talked about Peter when he stood up and he talked uh, on the on the day of Pentecost. And Peter's sermon was uh, amazing because people were. It says that they were cut to their heart. Mm-hmm. They realized that they had convicted and they have co- um, killed Jesus Christ. And the Peter, uh, the the people's response was, "Peter, what should we do?" And he says in Acts 2.38, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. I love this. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Peter is telling them, telling them and telling us what, what you and I, what we need to do. Yeah. And I love that what I tried to do is to get people to realize that baptism is, is a demonstration of your faith in God. Because whenever Jesus did a miracle, he would ask them to, to show proof 
by demonstration of their faith. So right. he would heal somebody, and I think I said, you know, go wash in the pool of Siloam, stretch out your hand, you know, right. go show yourself to the priest, uh, take up your mat and walk. Whatever he said, there yep. was always a demonstration of the faith, of the miracle that, that just happened. And that's what we're to do in our faith in God is a demonstration of our faith is by being baptized. Yep. And I think you, I think you said it a few weeks ago or the first week we did, you know, Jesus was baptized. Why shouldn't you be baptized? Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. just as simply as that. Jesus never sinned, but he was baptized, you know, to fulfill righteousness, the demonstration mm-hmm. um, of yeah. the faith. It's that outward expression of the decision that you've made. Exactly. I think what keeps people from being baptized or if they've been sprinkled and being rebaptized I agree with is uh, their pride. Yep. And I hate pride. I hate yeah. it in my life. I just hate the word. I hate the word pride. I said I hate everything about pride. I hate the month of June. I think, yeah. <laughs> and um, I just hate it because pride leads you away from God. A prideful heart is not what you want. The Bible has a lot to say. A about lot pride. to say about pride. A yeah. lot. So um, it's important that you know, man. We just we get this biblical perspective of the world, and we get a biblical perspective worldview of what we need to do um, in our life. So. Yeah. Um, but good stuff yesterday. Very and good stuff. I, I I enjoyed this series, and um, it was good. It was fun just to talk about factual things, you know, in the Bible, and um, I hope people enjoyed that. Listened and were here, and mm-hmm. maybe picked something up that you know they needed to hear. So absolutely, we've already talked about the fair service. Yes, sir. I'm ready. I'm ready too. Got night of prayer. Or what not? It's on the twelfth, right? Yeah. So no, it's on the thirteenth. A few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. Right? Yeah, so 13th of September. Go Grow Crew is coming up October mm-hmm. 5th and need volunteers. If you uh, would like to help out, you can sign up to help out at richwood.church forward slash sign up, right? Good job. Yeah, I know. Women's Bible studies are coming up. There's um, a few. Uh, there's one called The Waymaker, Wednesday mornings. Uh, September 14th, it starts at 9.30, and then there's another one, a Mom's Bible Study Through James, that starts on September the 15th at 6 p.m. I think that's a Thursday. So you can sign up at richwood.church forward slash women. Right, there you go. So uh, we talked about the next sermon series. We've got... You know, if you want a graphic, an old graphic from the sermon series, we got them. If you hang them in your basement, um, shoot darts at them, um, hang them in your garage, um, whatever. Uh, they're ten dollars a piece. All the proceeds go to LifeWise, uh, Lifewise Academy. Academy. So, and that's right around the corner. They are still looking for volunteers for that as well. You can sign up online. You can go to the North Union North Union LifeWise page. You can find a link to that page by going to Richwood.Church forward slash outreach. Exactly. Sounds like a good plan. The name of that coffee again that we had. Cafe Sazo. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Would John Wayne like it? I think he would. I believe he would too. Probably with um, you know a couple ounces of half and half and two pumps of vanilla sugar. Two pumps of vanilla and don't forget. The two shots of espresso. Two shots of espresso, which he just upped the man card. Like I... I'm not even sure if you even know what that man card looks like. Would you? <laughs> oh, speaking of man card, uh, this is at, I don't have a picture to prove it, but I can prove it. <laughs> I know so Friday night, Friday night, uh, the Chenaults, Brandon and Allie, and the Matlacks, Clint and Christy, and Anita and I, we all went to Texas Day Brazil down in Columbus mm. in Easton, right? Easton, yeah. Easton. Awesome place to eat if you've never been there. It's just slabs of meat. It's like you'll have the meat sweats by the time you're mm. done with this. But anyway, great place. The shrimp was on fire. And I don't even like shrimp, and it was, it was so really good. good. The barbecue chicken was off the charts, mm-hmm. too. But anyway, um, they come to pick us up at our house. I come out, of, I come walking down the hallway and turn the corner. And guess to what my eyes saw? I saw a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. I, I wish I did, but I did not. I, I'm still having. I'm, I actually have therapy sessions tomorrow to deal with this. I come around the corner, and standing in my door is the one and only Brandon Chenault in his pink flamingo shirt, unbuttoned, standing at my door. The V-neck white T-shirt on underneath of it. I looked pretty good. You look like Justin Bieber, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, what about Clint's shirt? 
And I did not wear my shirt to dinner. Okay, I Clint's put a dress shirt, shirt on. I, it's like he purchased it from a silk merchant. Twinkle I mean, toes Matlack. Oh my gosh. It did look like a bowling shirt. It was shirt. a bowling shirt. It was like orange and I don't know if blue it was a bowling shirt or like a dart shirt. It, it looks like something somebody who was playing darts would wear. It looks like something that somebody would wear like that is like 65, 70 years old who lived in the 1960s. <laughs> Am I right? It was. It was orange and swirly and if I, if, 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 looked like a creamsicle. <laughs> it looks like if that, if Clint went home, he's going home to like orange shag carpet and wood paneling. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Am I right? Yeah. What did my shirt remind you of? Oh man. I, I'll be honest with you. John Wayne would have smacked you. <laughs> All right, Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was quite the treat, but You're anyway. Welcome. I'm definitely going to get a picture of this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask your mom for a picture. Mom, don't do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've drugged that on long enough. Yeah. No, I don't know, but, but anyway. Well, I'm talking about this, this session. I'm sure you'll bring up the pink flamingo oh, plenty times. You're not done will. with that. You Again. know what would make that even worse is if that you came to my door with the pink flamingo shirt and yoga pants. Well, I've got the pink flamingo shorts to go with it too. It's I've got, it's a matching outfit. <laughs> you should have wore it. Mm-mm. Are you going to wear that Sunday to the fair service? I can be bought, but you, I don't think you can buy me. What do you want? I'd wear it for five grand. Five grand. Mm-hmm. I got five grand. I can give you five thousand dollars. I got five thousand dollars. Okay. Monopoly money, real Net money, what do you want? Real money. Okay, oh, princess real money. money, what do you want? Yeah, no, real money. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so hey, you guys, um, thank you for hanging in there with us and, um, good day yesterday. Good topic. Uh, looking forward to the fair service. Yep. Uh, you got Don't forget. Else? Yeah, don't forget. If you see Craig this week, wish him a happy birthday. Mm. He's another year younger. You're going to reverse, right? I'm, go- I'm going to reverse. Going to reverse. Like now. I said, I'm 47. That's awesome. 47 Wednesdays, so. That's great. I'm going to catch you here in the next few years. You will. We'll, we'll, we'll pass each we'll other. pass each other. You'll go before and I'll go backward. That sounds good. All right. Well, we hope you have a great week, a great day. Enjoy these next couple of days of, of rain. But then it looks like after that, the weather's going to get nice. And I know, it looks like the sun's shining right it's now. It's trying, yeah. It's not going to get too hot this week, which will be nice with the fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like it's going to be done raining by the time the fair hits. So that's always mm-hmm. good, too. Anything else? No. Okay. Have a good one. You guys do. Thank you.